This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. Appreciate you checking us out. That is Brendan. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. And we welcome in friend of the show, MMA Kelton, who has a very uh, original Twitter handle. You can follow him at MMA Kelton. Uh, so, man, last week we got a chance to see the return of the GOAT, John Jones. And we'll definitely get to that. We'll definitely get to Valentina Shevchenko. we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But let's go ahead and start with the main event of the UFC Vegas card tonight. Piotr Jan taking on Marab Davalishvili. Look, I think Piotr Jan at one point was great, was a top 10 pound-for-pound fighter, should be a minus 250 favorite. Not now. And I know that he hasn't lost his fights drastically or anything like that. Why why is Marab such an underdog in this fight tonight? Man, I think it's just the the respect for the former champion. Um, Not only that, just the way Marab fights, like his strengths kind of don't really work too well here against Peter Jan, in my opinion, because like you look at what Marab's really good at, is like cardio, uh, which Peter Jan also has volume, which Peter Jan also has. If anything, I'd say Peter Jan might even have the advantage in those areas. And it's just, I don't know, man. It, it, it's it, it's mostly just respect for the former champion, I would say. Um, just stronger strength of schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I chalk it up to. If he uh, if he is able to pull this off tonight, Kelton, if Marab can get his hand raised, what do, what does he do next? Does he take on Sean O'Malley because he's you know stayed true to this whole I'm not gonna fight my guy Aljamain Sterling. So does he sneakily root for Aljo to lose to Triple C? Like what like what where does a guy go from here where he's really good in the division if he keeps a win streak going but he won't fight the champion? Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't really even thought about the whole Marab Aljo as teammates thing. Um, I guess see, you just kind of got to sit back and wait to see what happens with Aljo and Cejudo. I think if uh, if Cejudo were to come back, um, bring that same Triple C energy and get that uh, belt, I think you might be looking at a Marab and Cejudo or, and maybe an Aljo versus O'Malley. Because you look at O'Malley's win against Jan, a lot of people aren't convinced he won that fight. So I don't know if they're going to shoot O'Malley straight into a title fight. But if Aljo does beat Henry Cejudo, I think uh, Marab versus O'Malley is your clear choice for a number one contender's fight. All right, let's work our way up what we saw last Saturday night, Kelton, where obviously we saw John Jones take out Cyril Gaon. We saw the great Valentina Shevchenko go down. But first, I want to ask you about Bo Nickel. If you could just finish this sentence for me. Bo Nickel is the best UFC prospect since... 
Hamzat Jemaev. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this guy is unreal. It's not just the wrestling. His jiu-jitsu is fantastic. Uh, he has a pretty credentialed BJJ background as well. Uh, you've seen him on the regional scene, absolutely starch guys on the feet. Like, he's got power in his hands. It's just a matter of developing at this point. But, I mean, he's he's got it all, man. Like, <laughs> dude can crack, can wrestle, can grapple. All right, so what if we saw him step into the octagon? Let's say he actually we actually saw that fight come to fruition because we brought Bo Nickel on the show, and I was kind of messing with him. Like, I've heard Hamza's name come out of your mouth, and he didn't back down from it. I tend to think that Bo – I'm talking about right now that Bo Nickel could win that fight. I think he'd come in as an underdog, but I think he might actually win the fight. What say you? Uh, I don't know if he's quite seasoned enough, but if you really think about it – would Kamzat be able to stuff the takedowns of Bo Nickel? Maybe. I mean, we saw Jamie Pickett. Jamie Pickett was able to to stuff the takedown briefly there, and then he kind of got hit in the nuts and went down. Not that that matters, you know. Bo, Bo Nickel would have <laughs> eventually. Bo Nickel would have eventually taken him for a ride, regardless. But um, no, I, I wouldn't think about that fight just quite yet. I think you uh you build up Bo Nickel. I know Bo Nickel does have a fight. I know who it's against. I can't say quite yet. But um, no, just build up the guy. He'll get there eventually. I mean, you, you could be looking at a future where Bo Nickel and Hamzat Chemaev are the two best middleweights in the world one day. Uh, the other guy who's not really a prospect. I mean, look, his, his resume is getting very impressive in Shavkat Rachmanov. His win last week against Jeff Neal. Man, what a hell of a fight that was. A huge back and forth. And then just for good measure, does finish it there in the third round. Uh, standing up. Well, you know, calls out Colby Covington. How much does that match have intrigue you? If not, what what do you think uh, would work for Shavkat? And then really, what what is the the limit on this guy? I think the Colby matchup would extremely in a lot. It's just uh, I feel like Colby would run away from that fight if we're being honest here. So I love Shavkat. Shavkat is like the UFC's dream. He's filling out a market that hasn't really been filled out before. He's got all the skills in the world, and on top of that. He's extremely exciting. This dude is putting on banger after banger. The, this man is unreal, and I can't wait to see him fight very soon and again in the future. And then, of course, Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, she was trying to complete the eighth ruby, and then she ends up going out and losing. It feels like, I don't know, after Amanda went down to Juliana, it was like maybe this is, maybe this is what ends up happening eventually. How surprised were you with that result? Yeah, I mean, I was very surprised. I had a Valentina in a, in a parlay. Definitely was not expecting that result. Um, but, you know, it, this is MMA. If you're going to if you're gonna do high-risk moves in a high-level title fight, like a, like a spinning move, you can't be giving up your back to people, man. And we've seen – it wasn't just this fight. We've seen Alexa Grasso's grappling. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I want to say she armbarred somebody in recent years. But, like, her grappling – even in the Carla Esparza fight, like – that wasn't one-way traffic for Carla Esparza. Like, Grasso was having good grappling moments against a super high-level grappler. So it's like, yeah, um, it was, was kind of just a lapse of judgment on Valentina's part. Now, it, it could be simple to just say, well, don't throw any spinning shit next fight, and Valentina's going to cruise. But, man, I, I kind of feel like uh, there's a big trend in the UFC where once a champion loses a belt, um, it, it tends to not go well afterwards. Now you brought up the Amanda Nunes one. That was kind of the, um, the, the outlier in that trend. But yeah, I guess it's a very intriguing matchup. And I feel like it's one you have to make there with uh, Grasso and Shevchenko. And I'm no line 
odds maker, but if I were to set a line on that fight, I would slightly favor Valentina Shevchenko. Do you think it's uh do you think that is Kelton if they were to to run it back like is that a case of you know Valentina was looking good because we were talking about this the last segment about when Amanda was able to run it back against Juliana I think we all just saw it, Amanda Nunes who didn't look herself the first fight around and so we thought we were going to get a better product the next time out um what did you think do you think Valentina can improve a lot outside of just making obviously the mistake that Alexa was able to pounce on but if they are able to uh, to run that back um, is she just so savvy that she can find another path to victory if they were to go at it again? See, I find this one a little different than the Nunez one because I feel like with the Nunez one, there was like clear indications that her head might have been in other places. She was starting to lose a little bit of that hunger and desire, whereas Valentina, that that never went away. Like she has always seemed hungry the lead up into this fight didn't seem like uh, she lost any interest or anything like that. She just straight up got her back taken and lost. So I don't know. And it wasn't even just that fight, guys. It was the the Tyler Santos fight where Tyler Santos made it very close. Now, I'm not saying Valentina's declining, but I do think the division is starting to catch up to her. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm super intrigued with the rematch. Like, I think Grasso is also getting better. Um, you could see an even better version of her here. And it wasn't just the back take. Grasso, you know, she won the first round. Her boxing looked incredible. So, like, I don't know, man. I view that rematch as one of the, the better women's fights um, you can make in the UFC right now. Like, it's awesome. And then, of course, in the main event, it was John Jones, the return of the GOAT, taking on Surreal Gone. And I, I think that a lot of people started betting John the closer we got to the fight. And then once they closed that cage door, everybody who had their money on John felt pretty good. And then about three minutes later, they had more money in their account. Isn't it kind of foolish to look back in hindsight and think that anybody was going to bet Surreal gone based on not that just that John won the fight, but he looked like John Jones. Um, I mean, yeah, in hindsight, it, it was a bad bet, but like pre-fight, like he, there was there was arguments to make. I mean, you had dog money on Surreal gone. There was a lot of question marks on John Jones. You know, um, the last time we saw him, he was having some real close fights with Tiago Santos and Dominic Reyes. Is John Jones starting to fall back a little bit? This is his first fight at a new weight class. How is he going to look with an extra 43 pounds on? And, I mean, John Jones shut all those people up for sure. <laughs> Showed up, looked amazing, um, did his thing, like – yeah, I, I think everybody kind of knew that if John Jones had a path to victory here, it would be the grappling. But I don't think even John Jones, John Jones betters knew that it was going to be that quick and easy. But um, man, is he good! And he is, uh, he is absolutely the uh, the greatest of all time in this sport. Cyril Gon, you know, he's he's got what like twelve fights. Like he'll be back. He'll keep getting better. I saw, uh, funny enough, Khabib Nurmagomedov extended an invitation to Cyril Gon to come over to. Dagestan and learn how to wrestle hey I mean if that happens you know Cyril's a freak athlete so it's like it's not out of the imagination to think he can improve big time there but yeah in hindsight he just absolutely you know he, he wasn't ready for a guy like John Jones Kel, before we get you out of here uh looking ahead to next week we got uh the re uh, the trilogy against uh Leon Edwards Kamara Usman how do you like that one going man Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, uh, I could sit here and talk about this way because I, for a long time, because I have a lot of thoughts on it. I'll make it short and sweet. Plus 200 on Leon Edwards. I'm on it, guys. I am very much on it. I was talking a little bit uh, with the Valentina one with the trends of the uh, the former champions um, losing their belt and not quite looking the same. So Kamaru Usman, he took the belt from Tyron Woodley. When Woodley lost that belt, he was never quite the same. Tyron Woodley, when he took that belt from Robbie Lawler, Robbie Lawler was never quite the same. Robbie Lawler, when he took that belt from Johnny Hendricks, Johnny Hendricks was never quite the same. Add in the factor of Kamaru Usman is coming off a devastating head kick loss. Add in the fact that this one is now in Leon Edwards' home country. I think this is a, and yes, Kamaru Usman backers can absolutely back the fact that he was winning the majority of that fight. However, this is a brand new fight with brand new factors. And um, man, another thing, Kamaru Usman's entering the back half of his 30s. So it's like plus 200 on an extremely high level fighter in Leon Edwards. It's like, I feel like I got to take that all day. But am I going to be surprised if Kamaru Usman regains his belt? No, because if he is still prime Kamaru Usman, Prime Kamaru Usman beats Prime Leon Edwards. So it's very, very intriguing. But at plus 200, I think you got to go with Leon. At MMA, Kelton is our guest. He says, take Leon Edwards. Kelton likes the dog, if you know what I mean. Coming up next, we talk more about fighting right here on the BetQL Network. 